0: hello everyone and welcome to the be light shine bright podcast my name is pakala kiara and i'll be your host here we discuss life and how the different facets of it can influence our mental health we will talk about therapy interventions mental health and life experiences remember if you like it feel free to give us a share and invite your friends and loved ones to listen the topic of this podcast episode is confabulation now I wanted to talk to you guys about this one as it may be something you've heard about or it may be like a phenomenon that you're kind of familiar with or have experienced but you don't have a name for it you didn't know there was a term for this thing So, confabulation refers to the production or creation of false or erroneous memories without the intent to deceive. It is sometimes called honest lying. Alternatively, it can be a falsification of memory by a person who believes that he or she is genuinely communicating truthful memories. Another definition of confabulation terms it as being a memory error that is defined as the production of fabricated, distorted or misinterpreted memories about oneself or the world. Another term or way of putting confabulation is that it is a symptom of various memory disorders in which made up stories fill in any gaps in their memory. While this condition, while confabulation, may at first sound like the person is lying, confabulation only occurs when you have a condition that affects your memory. This is why confabulation is often described as honestly lying. Someone who suffers with confabulation or who experiences confabulation has memory loss that affects their higher reasoning. So they subconsciously create stories as a way to conceal their memory loss. They aren't aware that they aren't telling the truth and they won't have any doubt about the things that they are saying, even if those around them know that the story is untrue. They're not gonna feel embarrassed or display the common types of um, symptoms or behaviors that kind of indicate that you're lying. Some symptoms of confabulation include Having a lack of awareness that a memory is false or distorted. No motivation for deceit or to lie. So there's no like noticeable motivation. Like you're wondering why the heck are you lying? Um that misremembered information is sometimes based from real memory so sometimes they might seem confused or they might actually be mixing in some elements of real memories or truth in there and stories when it comes to confabulation can range from plausible to being completely unrealistic because to their mind and to their knowledge they're not lying Sometimes a person who has confabulation um, will only make up little stories to fill in little gaps in their memory, and these can be called confabulations of embarrassment, whereas others may tell elaborate stories, which can be known as fantastic confabulation. Now confabulation isn't considered to be a disorder in itself, but it is a symptom of another or an underlying disorder. There are a number of conditions that can result in an individual experiencing or displaying confabulation. These include things like memory disorders, brain injuries and other mental health uh, disorders. Doctors haven't identified a specific cause but they do know that most people who have symptoms of confabulation usually have damage or um, issues in two areas of the brain: the frontal lobe and the corpus callosum. The frontal lobe is known particularly for its role in memory. Um, but other conditions, or some conditions that can cause confabulation, include anosog, sorry, anosognosia for hemiplegia or denial of paralysis, Anton syndrome or denial of blindness. Capgrass syndrome, or the belief that an imposter has really replaced a loved one, Korkosoft syndrome, memory disorders, and some such as dementia and Alzheimer's disease, schizophrenia, split brain syndrome, and traumatic brain injury. Young children may also engage in confabulation. But I've just done some research and some reading that neurodiverse individuals can display confabulation. Uh, An article written in 2016 um, says that this can be, or it is a possibility that this is due to differences in executive functioning. This is a short interruption to let you know that if you or a loved one is experiencing difficulty or is in need of more support you can find me at maramacounseling.com be sure to check out the audio resources page also where you'll have access to a number of free resources that will help you to feel relaxed be sure to take advantage of my 20 minute free initial session i am also on facebook instagram and twitter can't wait to work with you So executive functioning or impaired source memory um, rather than what was previously thought, um, whereas if individuals who had autism or ADHD confabulated or showed confabulation... Um, they thought that it was more related to social factors or impaired social functioning but um, yeah research is showing that it may actually be to do with poor executive functioning or impaired source memory. Other disorders that are associated with um, confabulation include um, narcissistic personality disorder and um, even dissociation um, can show some Um, parallels to confabulation Um, my partner actually has uh, severe cognitive memory impairments and he engages in confabulation and this used to really frustrate me um, when I first discovered it, and it wasn't until he was clinically tested by the clinical psychologist that I realised, oh, it is to do with his cognitive memory um, functioning. So, yes, people with um, cognitive memory issues and other memory issues may display confabulation. I would even counter and counter, I would even go as far as to say that um, people who have suffered from trauma probably would engage in uh, some elements of confabulation also as trauma really does impair our memory uh, centers in our brain also. Now what prompted me in particular to do this podcast episode about confabulation was that I didn't know there was a word for this, what what, what confabulation is, but I did also see a post um, from a parent of a neurodivergent child who was struggling with their um, lying so um one of the other parents in this thread had said um are you aware of something called confabulation and that it does present in children with autism and adhd and i found that really interesting now when confabulation relates to memory i'm not sure that these kind of these next things i'm going to talk about may work um what i found has worked best with my partner with his um, cognitive memory issues and impairments is actually um, neurofeedback so a neurofeedback device has helped him to um, improve on his memory and retaining information in his brain uh, we use the Mendy device um, it's a portable one but you can also attend um, neurofeedback sessions with a neurofeedback practitioner as well um, but For us and in our family, I think that has worked the best for his memory, Um, confabulations. Um, Other confabulations are kind of those confabulations of embarrassment, perhaps. They're making it up because they don't know the answer. Um, In my experience with my neurodivergent clients, if lying is an issue, it is usually because they are trying not to be in trouble. They don't want to get in trouble. Um, or they don't want to hurt another person Um, they may be ashamed or they literally don't remember so they're just trying to come up with any answer to make the other person happy so sometimes it's actually not to hurt you it's not to um, be nasty or to to misbehave it's usually to escape getting in trouble or to escape disappointing the other person, so um, it is good to kind of look at the reason why, if this is an issue in your family, if this is something that a family member does, um, asking them and opening up and keeping it an open conversation. Another tip that one of the parents had in this thread was that with their child, they um, had a an amnesty online, so. Um, they would not get in trouble with, for lying and they would not get in trouble if they changed their story later. Um, they would just have an open and honest discussion about it and why, um, you know, he wasn't even like being questioned why, as in you're getting in trouble, why did you lie? But yeah, is there anything that I could have done differently that would have made you more comfortable to talk about that topic with me, that kind of openness as well, so Yeah, I thought those were really good kind of tips um, for confabulation in neurodivergent individuals. Other things that can help with confabulation include uh, getting support, having social support is essential when dealing with uh, confabulation and confabulated memories. So whether that is asking your loved ones to have patience with you or asking uh trusted loved ones um, who are familiar with your condition or the fact that you may confabulate um to you know assist you with uh, remembering correctly um sometimes it might help to have them come along with you to things like um, your therapy appointments or health-related appointments so you get the accurate information. Um, Something that I like to do, not because I confabulate, but just so that I remember. Um, Often, well, some hospitals don't let you record in an appointment. Um, You could ask your therapist or healthcare provider if you are allowed to record them. Um, Otherwise, I just try and leave myself a voice note when I leave the appointment with everything that I have remembered from the appointment so this may be useful for the person that accompanies the person who displays um, confabulation. Um, Another thing that you can do is to corroborate information so don't rely on your memory if you have memory issues um, especially if it involves really important things. Uh, Ask your friends or trusted loved ones to Um, verify your information or to check it for you. Um, Keeping a diary can help, as I said before, like the voice notes are useful if you're not good at the written word, Um, or you can have a little notepad that you jot things down in as well. Um, Journaling can also help you to um, remember things accurately um, by having something to look back on as well. Um, It might be frustrating, I know it was for me, is for me it might be frustrating to have a loved one that confabulates um because sometimes it can seem like they're lying um but it is good to to understand that confabulation is not a malicious um or malign kind of um behavior that they're doing to be dishonest or untrustworthy uh sometimes it can literally just be that loss or lack of memory um so keeping that in your mind helps you to know that um and cope with cope with the confabulation Um, also sometimes it might be mixed in a little bit with deceptive behaviors or lying um, because of that embarrassment so sometimes it's it's okay or better to help them foster that safe environment where they're not going to feel judged or upset or um, less than or unworthy if they do tell the truth. Um, So having that safe and open uh, relationship can really help and those uh, tips that I mentioned before um, are um, essential. It is good to seek help. so sometimes it's good to have a mental health professional like myself especially if confabulation is affecting your relationships um sometimes it can start out as confabulation and it can turn into lying or sometimes yeah they're doing a bit of both um you're actually being actively or decisively uh deceitful um but it started out as confabulation so sometimes it's good to kind of get rid of that conscious um deception or lying and then work on the confabulation as well and it might help your loved ones understand you a little bit better but i hope that this podcast episode has been useful to you this concludes this episode of the be light shine bright podcast from Mar counselling I'm Pakala Kiara, and I hope you enjoyed listening today. Keep your eyes peeled and your ears ready for more episodes in the future. And remember, be light, shine bright. Until next time.